Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Land Called Homily. My name's David, and this is my podcast. I'm an Episcopal priest serving a beautiful little parish on the Gulf Coast of Alabama called St. Paul's Chapel. These are my weekly talks from our worship service, so I hope they can be of some help to you. Take what you can use and discard the rest. If you're interested in more of my content or if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can visit my website at davidchatel.com. Thanks for listening. There once was a young girl of no more than 15 who was visited by a holy messenger, a mysterious bringer of divine news, by all accounts, an angel of the Most High. This young girl had heard about these messengers and the stories of her ancestors that had been handed down for generations and recorded in the sacred writings of her people. It's one thing to hear stories of them. It is quite another to meet one of these messengers face to face. The stories that she had heard down through generations told of how these encounters could be terrifying and how no one ever came away from them quite the same as they were before. Even before she had a chance to see this messenger, she felt the air in the room change and become electric. And she shivered inside. Should she dare even look this creature in the face? And while she was summoning the courage, the messenger spoke to her. It was the kind of sound you hear with your ears and in your soul. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And a warmth spread across her whole person as she wondered what on earth was happening. And what could it possibly have to do with her? And then the thought suddenly crossed her mind. Nobody is ever going to believe this. Little did she know the future generations for thousands of years would recount the mysterious nature of this story and try to understand it. You know, experience is hard to argue with. It doesn't matter how crazy the story is. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. When someone tells you a story about an experience they had, it's unmistakable. It has an air of truth and mystery to it. Maybe it's such a fantastical story that you end up not being able to believe it, but you just can't shake the feeling that at least the one who told you the story believes it. I think about people who tell stories of encounters with aliens or out-of-body experiences and even profound moments of clarity. People who feel as though they've gone past the edge of death only to return 
with stories of bright lights and heavenly beings. Mystical and supernatural experiences have been a part of being human for as long as we've had history. Before the earliest recorded history, right down to today, these experiences and the tales of them have carved deep paths through our spiritual lives, challenging our intellects all along the way. Our modern minds try to ignore having to deal with these parts of our human history sometimes. We've learned so much and made so many technological advances over the past centuries that sometimes it feels embarrassing to think that the majority of people for the majority of human history have just accepted the supernatural and unexplainable as a part of normal everyday life. They didn't need to necessarily understand. They didn't always need to prove whether or not these things actually happened. The stories and experiences took root in their hearts and in their communities and helped them relate to life when life didn't make sense. Which you and I know is still very often the case. In our day, when science and spirituality meet, it can be contentious. When people can get defensive, we hold ourselves in this impossible and unnecessary situation of having to prove everything we believe and having each part of our faith make logical and empirical sense. We've become, in our day and age, obsessed with historical accuracy and proving things right and wrong, so much so that sometimes it makes me wonder if we're not letting go of a special part of what it means to be human simply because we think we know better. In our story about the young maiden Mary, she has a problem believing what the messenger said to her which still seems a little funny to me considering she was already talking to an angel. If you ever find yourself talking to a heavenly messenger, all bets are off about what else is actually possible. Mary had the guts, though, to ask, how can this be? How can what you're saying happen to me? It's kind of difficult. But if we step back and look at this story like we've never heard it before, it's probably a reasonable thing for her to ask. This young girl will be the mother of the long-awaited hero of Jewish prophecies. Her baby will be the Messiah. I mean, how? She's so young. And then the words of the messenger came back with even more mystery. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. Now, 
we are well beyond the point of rational explanation. (laughs) We've gone from asking questions about something difficult to understand to something that is beyond the edge of what should be possible. And Mary's response at this point could only be one of two things. No way, no thanks, I'm out of here, or okay, here I am, the servant of God. Let it be to me as you have said. And what follows is her beautiful monologue in Christian scripture that has been hailed for centuries, the Magnificat, Mary's song, a lovely poem dedicated to the faithfulness of her God that ends with this. For God has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise God made to our fathers, to Abraham and to his children forever. The truth is, we've come a long way as humans. We have made so many technological advances and our our understanding of the natural world has increased and continues to increase exponentially year over year. And we are capable now as a species of some of the most complicated processes that are known to man and have achieved milestones that even 100 years ago would have been thought impossible and the stuff of science fiction. And yet, in the realm of our hearts and spirits, we still face the same issues and questions that our ancient ancestors faced. Who am I? Why am I here? Is there something more? Is there a God? And if so... How does this God interact with us and what is our role in that? And these, friends, are not questions that are meant to be approached with the analytical tools of understanding the natural world. Science is real. Like it or not, we are all subject to the laws of physics. Empirical evidence is necessary for understanding all kinds of things, from history to mathematics to how things work in this reality. Also, I believe, God is real. Now, I'm not talking about an anthropomorphic old white man with a beard on a throne somewhere in the cosmos. I'm talking about the animating, benevolent essence of the universe that I think Jesus is referring to in John 4 when he said, God is spirit. God is breath. God is essence. And true worshipers must worship God in spirit and in truth. We try to pattern our lives after the teachings of Jesus, and I don't believe that these two realities, science and spirit, have to be at odds with each other. Maybe they're just two ways of looking at the same coin, so to speak. The problem comes when we trust our ability 
to understand something with our minds to provide hope that was only designed to be received by our hearts. Experience is very hard to argue. Mary's personal experience of the supernatural didn't depend on proof. The only thing it depended on is how that experience changed the way she responded to God and lived her life from that point forward. St. Augustine said, God is not what you imagine or what you think you understand. If you understand, you have failed. Our encounter with God through Christ this season is not so much meant to be understood as it is meant to change our lives. It's meant to open our hearts like Mary's heart who chose to receive the words of a supernatural messenger despite all the consequences that would ensue. And trust me, there were plenty. It's okay to say, this can't be possible and let it be to me as you have said at the same time. I love what Albert Einstein said. Religion without science is lame. And science without religion is blind. Jesus came to open our eyes. He came to open our eyes to the supernatural reality of God about us and about all creation. That was beyond our cognitive ability our rational ability to see on our own that we are the beloved sons and daughters of God, that we, just like Mary, are highly favored and given the gift of Jesus inside us so that, just like Mary, we can be challenged in our perception of who we are and so that we can offer the Christ in us to a world in need of hope and love.